welcome to Podcast Versus Play, episode 197. I'm one of your hosts, Carl, and as always, I'm joined by a man who asked me what you call sweaty boobs. Humidities. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I mean, anything that starts with sweaty boobs is going to be a oh, good yeah. joke, isn't it? I thought that was a pretty good one. <laughs> Humidities. It's only bloody. Dan. Hello. Hello, sir. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing very well. I noticed you've uh, you've bought along a, a rather dashing little ragamuffin. Oh, he is, isn't he? And he's a Geordie as well. Can you believe it? <laughs> the most adorable things in all of England. A man, a white man, a straight white man who's a Geordie. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, as some of our viewers may be aware, we had um, the wonderful Todd on, uh, on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, Callum. And we just thought, I'll tell you what, it's quite nice to have like uh, someone in the gaming industry and not just a front-end user like us. So why don't we reach out to some other people? So we've got some more of those coming. But Chris, the lovely Chris Reed here, me and him Ooh. used to live together back in the day. What, was this like two, three years ago? Yeah, about that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So um, Chris uh, hadn't sent me a message when I was looking for a roommate, but I'd seen that he'd viewed my profile and i saw that he worked in the games industry and i was like he's the one straight away <laughs> and i was just like hey, man, do you want to meet up or something and uh, <laughs> kind of yeah no, i remember i remember like i met you in a coffee shop first and then we went to do a viewing yep. and then i remember it was between me and another guy and i think the fact that i worked in the games industry was the reason i ended up winning it. nothing to do with my winning personality or anything <laughs> it's just a benefit <laughs> no, no. That's but the like other that. guy, the other guy, uh, he gave me a. Oh, I don't know if I should say this. Say um, it. Say it. It's fine. He, he gave me like a cracked version of RimWorld. <laughs> so he was like, "Oh, I, you know this RimWorld game?" Because we were talking about games a little bit, and he's like, "Oh, I play this RimWorld." So I was like, "Oh, I've been meaning to get that." And it's like twenty quid, and I don't know how I feel about it. He's like, "I'll give you this little free version that I've got," and I was Sweet like, "Oh." Deal. Sweeten the deal. What a what a what a dream maker. And then yeah. literally the next person I met was Chris, and I was like, Nah, sorry, mate. I know you're offering me free dodgy games or whatever, but this guy he's living the dream. I mean, to be fair, so um, that you made him homeless, so I don't think he's going to be listening to this anyway. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do like that interview process, though. I, mm. I, I I kind of prefer it doing that, like where you can just sort of just sit down with someone and just see if you can kind of get the right vibe off them. But yes, Chris, mm. you were very good, so well done. Um. But what we're going to do is, rather than just have a segment, as we did with Wonderful Todd, as he's, uh, you know, he's in a different time zone, mm. uh, you know, we, we just had a little segment. Chris, we thought we'd invite you along for the whole caboodle, mate. Yeah. Cool. Get yeah. your Gutted input. You. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can just go, oh, connectivity issues and whatever, and then just leave yeah, if you want like to. That. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but we're just going to go through things as normal, and then we're going to talk a bit more about you specifically. How does yeah, that sound? Yeah, yeah cool. Good. I think so. Right, Callum. Um, lay so on us. I'm going to lay on you. You just calm, your, calm yourself down. Something. fast, mate. Come on. Um, so we actually very briefly mentioned. Um, I want to say Friday last week. Uh, Ron Perlman will be voicing Optimus Prime in uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, or mm. to be more precise, Optimus Primal. Yeah, Optimus Prime. <laughs> it was so, the 90s. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, because I think Ron Perlman is, a, is an excellent choice, mm-hmm. but it's another Transformers film. 
So <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of a little bit torn there. Um, but it is. I think it's in the same vein as, as Bumblebee was. So it's nothing to do with the the Bay mm. franchise or the shit ones, yeah. as I like to refer to them as. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I really quite like Bumblebee. It had a lot more kind of like heart and it had like charm to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but then you, you know you, you're still taking like a, a quite well liked transformer from the bay franchise and you're just making a film around him if you're doing a beast wars show then a uh, film yeah. sorry that i know that there was an animated beast wars cartoon like forever ago but it was excellent god yeah. have you have you seen it if you looked on youtube and like looked at it's horrific it's like you know like what they do chris i imagine probably you do this where they sort of like they do like a, a really basic bitch like cd uh, cg model of something and sort of just like roughly act out, and then they'll like you know they'll film it yeah, and like cap like it. Whatever. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's, mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. The yeah. whole show just looks like that. I watched that as a kid, and in my mind, that I'm not. I don't want to rewatch it because that show is awesome <laughs> in my head. Like it's, it's realistic and everything in my mind. Yeah, they were actual animals, like, so they yeah. could just turn into robots and stuff. It's like they managed to get a transforming Mighty Joe Young. He looks fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, even though he's made of like four polygons, and they they just it's, do that, and then now he's a car or whatever. I remember a. I think it was Funhouse, I believe, um, played like a, a Transformers. Um, like, like Beast Wars on, on demo disc um, and they right. used a screenshot of I think I think Optimus is in a cave and the camera kind of zooms in on it and he's like Whoa! but he's got the stupidest <laughs> fucking eyes I've ever seen and that's all I can think of now because I loved it when I was younger I really did um, yeah I used to watch it yeah 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 to like the uh, we had this like quarry area and we used to pretend to be Transformers and we didn't like, <laughs> like, yeah. like drive around but, like... but uh, yeah no I used to um, I, I don't know what they're going to be doing this time though because like all you know the sort of like the all of the the animal beast wars characters they're not in the mainstream mm. if it was if it was an Optimus and a Starscream and a Megatron and that sort of thing people would recognise them and they you know go oh it's like the Michael Bay thing that's alright but just saying that you know it's Optimus Prime but he's a gorilla now mm. Like, I don't know if it's going to be like I, I, I don't I I don't get the setting for it either. Yeah. Like, is it Actually just going to be? Favor, though. That's what I was just thinking. It's like, it's it might just be a case of so... like. Go on, go on. Sorry, like, sorry. Tra- like, no, um, it's like Transformers fatigue at this point. So just a, f- a fresh spin on it for people, even if they're not familiar. They'll be like, "Oh, the spider is a gorilla. All right, let's let's try this out." <laughs> Ron Perlman, yeah, he's all right. Like, like... Well, he's got. I think Ron Perlman, like, as a. Like as a voiceover artist, I don't know if he's done much VO work, but he's got a great voice. Mm. I don't think he has. No, I can't think of any. Um, I imagine he's he done was, like he um, was in Mortal Kombat, wasn't he? Remember, we found that Mortal Kombat animated film. Ron Perlman's in it. Yeah. Um, oh, he was like Striker or something. Oh, he was, was like some. I can't remember who it was. You, you could have said. Sonya Blade, and I'd have gone, mm, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like it was like some really awful animation yeah, exactly. from like the '90s or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, um, no, I think he's a great call. I, I'm, this of all the sort of the Transformers, other than probably the first one, this is the one I'm most sort of interested in to see what are they actually planning on doing with this. Well, I'm hoping they're going to follow Bumblebee's. Um, like, obviously, they were all like G1 Transformers in. When we when we see Optimus at the end of Bumblebee, and I'm hoping it's going to be, they're still going to stick to that like simplistic 
design, so they haven't got... There's not a gazillion nuts and bolts that we've got to see when they're transforming and stuff. He just turns into a gorilla, turns into Optimus, and they, they go on they go on the way and have a cool battle. Well, is there... I mean, do you reckon then there's going to be a human element to this? What, one of them turns into a human? <laughs> no, no, I mean, as in there's going to be humans for them to interact with because like the the, base wars is on a different planet altogether isn't it that's what i'm thinking yeah because like if if you're a transformer why would you turn into a gorilla when you can turn into a fighter jet or a helicopter you know surely it makes getting around a lot easier but then if it's a different planet why would there be a rat and a dinosaur and a gorilla and a rhino and the same way power rangers had a a saber-toothed tiger and a pterodactyl and it's, yeah, it's just Japanese it's madness, just though. That, that explains a lot of it away. Unless they la- they do land on Earth and they turn into animals to blend in, and then they get captured, and then it's a whole. Thing. Well, like the Dinobots from the last night, I think it was. Like where there was just like the desert. But again, I don't understand. Like the, the Transformers, they turn into a car or a plane or whatever as a disguise, so you don't know it's a robot. Mm-hmm. Those dinosaur robots. They were hardly in disguise, were they? Like gigantic metal, like skeleton rib cage Tyrannosaurus Rex that breathes fire. How's that blending in? You say it like it's a part of the song. <laughs> that they have to, they have to be in disguise. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, more than meets the eye. But I, I'm kind of, I understand what I'm getting when I see that Dino Box. I'm just like, Jesus, that's clearly like a giant room. robot dinosaur maybe they turn into beasts because they landed in like some kind of zoo or something mm. and then it's a whole film of them being in captivity oh, but then are we not just going to get like one of those <laughs> it's going to be like one of those Disney like Airbud kind of movies where you just get like animals and you just sort of poke them in the right direction so that they go and act act like a, a, a thing and then you CGI I, I just I, I don't know I really don't this is the thing this is I, like I the biggest it'll have to be it's got to be because um, otherwise plus then you go oh there's um, there's, there's Transformers that turn into a, a, a monkey an ape sorry why why when they can be a car or a boat or a space shuttle like, why would they I, if I could choose between being a boat or an ape I would choose ape yeah every really day. yeah, yeah. Because I, like, or a plane. Because like, because just like I can still like do my Tesco shop as an ape. But, <laughs> yeah, but you'd be haunted for hands if yeah, you were an ape as well. It'd be like but I'm an ape, like Ninja Turtles. Come and get it with a trench coat and a hat. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just an average guy. That's the thing. If all three of us were monkeys, we could just stand on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget as well. You're, you're also an enormous robot. You're not a gorilla-sized robot. Oh, that see, I'm just imagining imagine just like just like robot Chris, but I could just become a monkey at will. <laughs> I mean that that's a different power, and I yeah. don't think that's what the Transformers do. I'm afraid. <laughs> but it, it wouldn't like you just be able to like transform into a gorilla and stay at the zoo and just be like totally. You'd be 15 foot tall and a gorilla. <laughs> like they'd stand out. I think. Mm. Yeah, but that's that's when you point people in Kong's direction. You think I'm big? See this guy, and then everyone kind of forgets about you then because you're just no, the but, middle one. But with the recent success of like the like the Kong movies, I might be well received. <laughs> That's one. If we got a Godzilla versus Kong versus Beast Wars crossover, oh, yeah. that would be amazing. That would be like, them not kicking the shit out of the Michael Fitch Transformers. <laughs> 
like yeah, like, like I don't want to see Godzilla. Just it's like it's one of the sort of like racist stereotype Transformers that they've got, and then just mm. it's just Kong's foot just and just splats it. <laughs> that would be tremendous. I'd watch the shit out of that. Just watching mm-hmm. like some mm-hmm. kind of like um, like multiverse thing. This is like Optimus versus Optimus. G1 yeah. Optimus from the end of Bumblebee versus Optimus Primal versus Michael Bay Optimus. Mm. That'd be great. Okay, yeah, no, that. Cool. Yeah, that I'm more on board for. Like a, a weird time travel kind of Yeah. Autobot Time War or something. Yeah, that'd be okay. Yeah. I mean, considering all we've had so far is one casting announcement and one look at the title, like the splash title for it. I think we could hypoth- hypothesize a lot mm. and it'd probably oh, yeah. all be wrong because it, it could oh, still yeah. just be in modern times and he's a gorilla for 15 minutes during the movie and the rest of the time he's a big well, wrecking ball do you think robot whatever. Furry? Or do you think he's going to look like a Zord? Because like, um... like, like in Beast Wars, like I mean, they didn't have the... Like Cheetor still had like all the... Like the the spots and stuff, spots and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and Optimus, but they didn't like, they didn't like Voltron though, did they? No, they no, didn't no, like I mean, turn into a giant. No, but I mean, do you think do you think he's going to look like a gorilla, like just a metal gorilla, like a Power Rangers Zord, like? But then that's not in disguise, is it? What are you disguised as? A giant robot gorilla? Is he going to have like hair and stuff? I hope so because I kind of also hope like if they want to just make it like R-rated they do, they're not robots it's just like flesh just twisted and stuff it's oh just, no just sort of like just like muscle and skeletons yeah. tearing open I'd quite like that yeah that'd be alright actually yeah when he's in his robot form he's got like you know how Craven the Hunter's got his tiger his lion thing he's got that but like, like, like gorilla fur mm. or it's like turns into a cape <laughs> Okay. or something it's like a fur cape they just sort of like well it could be like a Venetian blind couldn't it it could just sort of like roll up his arm and then his arm turns into a robot arm. like a, like the Venom suit just for like a yeah just say it's, it's nano fur and it just yeah. it appears when it needs to just say it's fucking alien technology you wouldn't understand idiot humans <laughs> like when he's a robot he doesn't have fur because of tech so yeah. shut up mm. but- fucking Transformers <laughs> I'm not Honestly, it, it, it winds me up, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm just—I want to know what the hell they're planning with this. Has anybody watched the Netflix, the Rooster Teeth show that's on Netflix, Transformers? It's no. Fantastic! It's brilliant. I love it. It's—it's it's all like generate like G1 Transformers and stuff. Um, I think they're on the second season now. I think, um, but I, and I think the third season is going to be Beast Wars, which is why I thought this was going to be that when you sent it to me the other day. Um, mm. But it's it's genuinely very very good. Um, it's just Transformers. That's all it is. There's no no nothing special to it. But if you like G1 Transformers, and is this still Transformers in space or? Yeah, yeah. So it starts off on Cybertron and and whatnot. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. But it's more in in my head. This is how the original cartoon looked when I watched mm. it. Um, so it just looks the animation is really cool and on it and everything I, I would say really like I, I can't recommend it enough but it's hmm. it's enough I wouldn't say watch this instead of something else it's not yeah. that good <laughs> The Witcher let me know Rich Steve, ah. if you want some uh, some other good <laughs> programs endorsed <laughs> <laughs> but 
speaking of um, of TV shows and stuff, I got two other things. You can take your choice. So if you want to do a rock paper, have you got scissors, a cool little? Have you got like a, a cool teaser headline that we can choose from? I got two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so your first one, Black Widow review roundup. What do the critics think? So I'm not going to tell you anything about what the reviews say. I'm just going to give you the scores. Or okay. if you okay. don't want any potential spoilers, um, Vin Diesel talks new Riddick game. Wow. So um, I'm assuming we're going with Riddick. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a tough, that's a tough choice. It is, right? <laughs> like, um, what was it? Uh, so the, was... the review roundups for Black Widow, the, uh, the Disney Plus slash cinema release, and yep. a brand new Chronicles of Riddick game. I don't know. You're the guest, Chris. I'm going to leave this in your Oh, you can't do that to me. Um, Sorry, man. It's got to be done. I've got some dice here. I'm going to roll it. Okay. Three plus Black Widow. No, no. Four, five or six Black Widow. One, two or three Riddick. Gotcha. The one, it's Riddick. Come on, Riddick. That was easy enough. Yeah. Right. So I'm just going to uh, pull this up. Um... So he was uh, he was talking to Games Radar about Fast Nine, um, and what's happening with the new Riddick Four movie, uh, Riddick Four Fury. Fury? Don't know how you, how you pronounce it. F U R Y. spelling it. Yeah. F U R Y A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Weird. Um, Diesel mentioned. Also, did you say that was the fourth Riddick movie? There's well, three. There's technically only two because the first one's Pitch Black, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's Pitch Black and then Chronicles of Riddick. I didn't know there was a third one though. Yeah. Because the second, the, the third one is when he's he's taken over the planet thing. Oh mate, I have. I, I think I've watched Pitch Black once. Pitch Black's mm. a good film. In like 2004, maybe it yeah. was forever ago. Fond memories of the game, Skateboard, like with the, like, yeah, yeah, oh, with yeah. The, like the double blades and stuff. That was awesome. Um, I rented that. See, wow. see anything I like Vin Diesel? Yeah. What in a game that he voices? Yeah. Not, not the Wheel Man or whatever it was called, Stunt Man. I think. Uh, I think it was Wheel Man, wasn't it? Uh, that was the I one that was say. midway. Midway did that, I think. Yeah, it was like yeah. a driving carjacking yeah. sort of mid- driver. Mid and Teesside, apparently. I met when I was at uni. I was just like, um, well, before I went to uni, there was a lot. We we knew of like this mid studio, Midway Studio in Teesside, and like there was barely any studios in Newcastle. And we were just like, that's that's where we're gonna be. That's the dream studio. We're gonna make fucking Wheelman. You've got little <laughs> dreams. If Wheelman is just like, oh my god, can we get to yeah. the Wheelman dream? Yeah. Who, who wouldn't wow. be there? <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't exist anymore, so I'm glad I didn't end up being a wheelman. Like, who, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wheel man now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, uh, Butcher Bay was great, though. I really I really liked that. Um, so uh, if, there's a new, if there's a new film, then, it's what, so this one's based on the new film, or is it like a sequel to the old games? Well, he said, and I quote, um, we did have great success with Escape from Butcher Bay. Uh, it feels like an eternity ago now, but I imagine that we would take advantage of the gaming space and add an extra chapter. But definitely the movie script is already written, so it's safe to say we're moving towards filming the fourth chapter of Riddick. Mm. That's all he really said. However, um... In, in regarding to a game back in 2013 he mentioned Payday Studio Starbreeze was working on a new 
um, Riddick game. Mm. Obviously, it's 2013. Then, yeah, so they didn't really do much with it. Mm. I'd be down for a new Riddick game. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, now that I think about it, because I, I remember, like I say, I rented this. I was playing it with a very good mate of mine who I went to high school with, and then we kind of didn't really kind of carry that friendship on past leaving high school. So that means I would have been about 15 or 16 when we were playing that, which is about 15 or 16 years ago. That is, yeah, that is really upsetting now that I think about it. I think I did play that on my original Xbox. Yeah, come out on the, I think, was it exclusive to Xbox? I don't know about that. I definitely Um, had it on there. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. I'm, I, I don't know if it's exclusive. Uh, Duke controller. No, oh, yeah. I had an S controller. I got, I got lazy hands. <laughs> <laughs> I got have you seen the Hyper Duke? <laughs> yeah, have you still not bought one? I was tempted to last year, if I'm honest. I was. <laughs> but I was just sort of like, then I couldn't really justify it. Like, I mean, I still can't, I guess, but like financially, I'm in a significantly better position now. So I'm like, yeah, I'll buy a stupid controller that's got like a cool start of animation on it for 60 quid why not how can you justify a ergonomically not good controller uh with but it's got an, a, an oled screen with the original st- xbox startup on it but you can't justify an elite controller but that's double the price at least no i wouldn't say double it's definitely more but for an elite two yeah i think so you get an elite one no, I want this. I want this thing that you could look, club someone to death with, <laughs> like self-defense. It's huge. It's like one of Riddick's blades. This huge thing that you could just <laughs> attack people with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember it being like the size of like a, like an old Atari controller or something like that, like with joysticks and yeah, stuff bear, on it. Bearing in mind, the original Xbox was like the size of most people's radiators. That's true. It was a beast. <laughs> Big old chunky bees. I loved it. I love the original Xbox. Yeah, same. So. I, I'm pretty sure my mom just sold it after I moved out. I She's like, you can fuck off. My, when I moved out, I left it at home. It was it was broke, so didn't do anything. But I was yeah. like, well, it's no point taking this with me. <laughs> so I just left it there. No, mine very much still worked. She just sold it in all the games. Like as soon as I moved out, she was just like, say moved out, kick me out. So that's so then kick me out and then sold my best possession. Mm. Second, Dick move. Second fiasco. <laughs> Dick move. But, but um, yeah, I'd play a new, I'd play a new Riddick game. I'd, yeah, for I'd, sure. I'd, I'd yeah. be down for a new Riddick game. Um, I, 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 I th- do you reckon it would go for more like um, like an Alien Isolation? No, that's a bad, bad example. Dishonored. So a, a lot more stealthy and um, mm. good combat I, stuff. I could say it going that way. Like if you got to, if you got to do anything these days you may as well modernize it right yeah 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 um so, yeah I, I could totally say that yeah because it's mm. there's not many like pure stealth games i remember it being it was it was like very encouraged that you you hide and you take your time and you stealth kill people it's yeah. not you know machine gunning everybody down so the option yeah yeah but it was you know you, you're not frowned upon <laughs> Yeah, by the developers. Yeah, Vin Diesel would come round and knock on your door, and about, I hear you haven't been playing this quite properly. He's the wheel man. This one's more in your league, I think. <laughs> but you know, like something that's like that, like you say, like a Dishonored, I think would be kind of like mm. a good stealth. You know, well, stab them up. Sort of that, thing. Would you rather play Dishonored three or a new Riddick? Uh, Dishonored three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. really but like. it's also because I haven't 
played Riddick for 16 years, so my memories yeah. of it could be very rose-tinted. I'm like genuinely struggling to like remember what it felt like to play Escape from Butcher Bay right now. Like, I'm just, like, I, I, I can see it in my head, but I'm like, what was it? Like, <laughs> I, I do that. remember... Like, in our living room, we had, like, a wicker sort of, like, basket chair. And my mate was round, and we'd rented uh, Escape from Butcher Bay. And uh, we were playing... It was probably... This is, like, a Friday, Saturday night or whatever. And we were playing it until sort of, like, like 1, 2 in the morning. That's rookie times. Like, these days, I can do that without even breaking a sweat. But I remember I was playing Butcher Bay, and I fell asleep, like, whilst I was actually playing it. And my mate only realised that I'd fallen asleep because nothing was happening on the screen because he was just <laughs> he was just like this and just not doing anything, and he had to bring me back around again. Mm. But that, that other than that and like bring the the, the twin blades, what happened? <laughs> I fell unconscious with just Vin Diesel madness. There was salts. Wake up! <laughs> I, got, I got the Riddick fever. It just mm. I just I was out. Um, but yeah, no, I remember like you know it was like quite visceral and quite you know kind of like mm. stabbing people through the face and all that sort of stuff but that i can't remember like anything about why the game exists anything you do in it like what the story beats were none of that it just i remember it being just a cool experience i remember yeah. enjoying it but i remember like I, it wasn't like wow this is what it's like to be a dick it was like this is just <laughs> like a pretty a pretty cool game and it could have been hmm. could have been called literally anything and it would have been the same good game um i wasn't I really like Pitch Black, and I didn't hate the Riddick movies, but I think the game was a lot better, personally. Mm. But I'm I'm quite hard to please with Vin Diesel properties. So, <laughs> I like well, they've just added some because he's not in it. They've just added some Fast and Furious cars to Rocket League, so you can kind of get on board for that, I guess. Mm. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I see that we're getting no more updates for Forza Four. Forza Horizon 4, sorry, either. Well, that makes sense. There's, there's like, a new one out in, like, yeah. four months or whatever. Well, I See, that's what you're missing, Chris. You haven't got Game Pass. Forza yeah. Horizon 5 comes out day one. You're missing it. What, Gone, one straight day. away. One day. It's on, it's on my list. <laughs> it's, like, four quid, man. You maniac. <laughs> like, man, I know. If, you, I know. <laughs> if, you, if you've never had it, you get it mm. for a quid. Mm. Yeah, for, like, the first month or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you're really lucky and you get yeah. it at the right time, you get it for, like, six months. No, there is no excuse at this point, is there? <laughs> no. They practically give like, it away. New Age of Empires out. In fact... That Lumnus gate, whatever it is. I've got a code, like, in this cupboard right here for a free wow. thing, so... Giveaway? You know. Is that, is that oh, your wow. payment? That's Chris's payment oh, for being wow. on this podcast. I know, I know we discussed, like, my... Three months of Game Pass for a pound. Uh, do you want me to do a review of Game Pass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming into this fresh, what's your impression of it? Yeah. We do seem to be sponsored by Microsoft these days. Mm. <laughs> hey, they're in oh, you saying sorry? So may as well. But <laughs> mm. well, no, it's. Uh, I, I think Game Pass is tremendous value for money, regardless of the jokes and the jesting that we're doing. Um, Indeed. But uh, yeah, that's it's yeah, new, possibly a new Riddick game, maybe, possibly not. I'm also, king. it wasn't great news. I'm I'll king. be honest. <laughs> well, well, it's it's slow news work, isn't it? What well, we got Loki on the go. Chris, you been watching Loki? Oh God, yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't got Disney Plus either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what's that? <laughs> Amazon? What? Yeah, yeah. No, Loki is like it's um like these like Fantastic. I think currently in like 
just in terms of like what I'm kind of enjoying the most, I think it's Loki, Wanda, then Falcon, Winter Soldier, mm. which is weird because I think it would have been 100% the other way around if you'd asked yeah. me before I'd started watching all of them. Nah. But um, I, I think Loki was always on the amazing show. the best one. Yeah. I think um, for me, like um, WandaVision and um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier start quite slow, whereas Loki mm. just came out swinging. Like... <laughs> Yeah. He's like, boom, here's Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> TV. Man, that scene where he's like watching his own death. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and I like the fact that they've just got like a Marvel highlights reel that they've just sort of got like a cassette tape that you can just play. And it's just like, it literally scenes from the movie, not from like Loki's vision or something. It's, this is the, the literally exactly. the scene that we shot for you. They yeah. the green screen out for the, for the camera panning around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's no, I, I think it's a fucking solid show. Oh, yeah, it's, it's and... very good. Which is weird because on paper, Falcon and Winter Soldier should have been the like the strongest. It's a mm. it's a very by the book comic book event. Um, mm-hmm. Is a guy who's gonna uh, obviously Captain America's no longer in it, but this guy's gonna be taking on the mantle. Oh no, there's some bad people who have got the same powers as one of the other characters, and it should have just been yeah. very by the by the numbers, but. I enjoyed. I really enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier, but watching Loki, you realise how not not poor. It was still better than a lot of other shows, but it's nowhere near the same caliber as Loki. And even One Division, which I thought was very good, I think yeah. Loki's just leaps and bounds ahead mm. of both of them. But it also had what? the the benefit of it's coming off the end of what happened in Endgame, so it, it's already mm. got that foundation there. So that as long as they start That's with that, which they did you're just along for the ride then they haven't got to build anything up so i suppose well i like the fact that as well because obviously this is like not a like a a reformed loki so this is like tom hiddleston who gets to go back and just be a bit of a prick to everybody yeah Yeah. so like you kind of get like an old loki for a bit but like like wonder i think you're right it was like it was a really slow burn Mm. whilst it was working through those sort of like decades of tv before it got really good um but I think that they did miss a couple of tricks. Like, there's, I think there's a, th- a few things. Like, if Strange had popped up in it, if Captain Marvel mm. had popped in it, uh, popped up in it, if um, you know, if we got Ironheart or something like that, mm-hmm. that would have just been like, oh my god, what a cameo! Amazing. That's your yeah. Mandalorian Skywalker kind of like. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they were um, talking about um, what was it in one division? Was it like um, oh, I've got a friend in the bureau or something like that? Yeah, it's like it's like a mechanic. Or, yeah, uh, and everyone was like, it? "Fucking Reed Richards! It's Reed Richards! It's got to be!" And everyone's like, yeah. "John Brzezinski's going to turn up! It's going to be." In suit. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I, I don't care how long it takes, as long as we get a Fantastic Four film, it has to be Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Emily, it has to be Emily Blunt's already said. She doesn't like superhero movies, and she won't be in a in one. She was in Edge of Tomorrow. That's, that's the, it's not a superhero film, though, is it? No, but it's still it's like a, a alien invasion time travel it, story. It like could, it could also just be like a just throw people off the scent kind of thing. That, that would be like Marvel behavior. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, or if yeah, she's like, if she... for, was it Infinity War where they um, they put Hulk in the trailer mm-hmm. for most of the shots? Oh, and he wasn't he actually, actually yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. In it. They even pulled out... Um, I had a theory. I don't know if you remembered that, but it was... Um, Banner was... My theory was Banner would be in the Hulkbuster armour mm. uh, and he would rip out of it when he turned into the Hulk. Mm. And they actually released a pop vinyl figure of him 
coming out of the pulp bus drama. I was like, fucking knew it. That didn't <laughs> fucking happen. Oh, that <laughs> is a trick that we missed, though. That would be... Because like, if he had us spent the entire thing just like not coming and then right yeah. at the end, he's like, fuck, yeah. That would have been <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> but I, no, I think that... Um, I don't know, like... I. Maybe, like, if Emily Blunt's more sort of like, uh, you know, I don't really just want to be, it's just me on a wire in front of a thousand green screens and people just saying, so there'll be a laser here and there'll be a thing here and you've just got to act around it. If she's more like, uh, I want to talk to people and be in a set and mm. be a proper actress, then oh. sure. <laughs> but, I, I, like, but the thing on. is, Emily, it's the invisible woman, you see. <laughs> so we don't need you for half of the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can do 20 minutes of voiceover work and yeah. then that's it we'll just get John doing the rest of it for you because yeah. I reckon I reckon he'd be up for it like I like he, he, you know he made the auditions and he's already stretched his arms longer than they <laughs> like physically was he's <laughs> got like those like both selector like Ozzy Osbourne arms where they're just like <laughs> just like dead long I forgot but, yeah was. no I, I thought it was going to be like Rhodey or someone like that where it was mm. just like oh I know an engineer like it's someone and it was just like some it was no one just some random. Yeah. No. It's like, hi, hi, Kevin, or whoever it yeah. is, literally, <laughs> throwaway person, never saw her again. And yeah. they were the bits of WandaVision that really wound me up because they, they could have put build up to other things um, mm-hmm. that, that, that could have been going on. And I mean, the, the bloody Quicksilver thing's the biggest. Shit oh god i'd totally forgotten world. about that yeah I, I hated the fact that that was just like oh no it's not actually x-men <laughs> maximoff it's just I... it's just some fella that just happens to live in this town who's the same a... actor what a waste i was having a debate with my friend about this because like i'm i'm of the opposite opinion like i don't want the x-men stuff touching the Marvel Universe, like it, reasonable. Just, yeah, it's reasonable, the Marvel yeah. Universe for me is just—it's this beautiful tapestry of just awesomeness, and <laughs> I don't want that like ink blot just like on it. <laughs> I want to keep it pristine. So when he turned up, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, and then when yeah, it really was... wasn't, it was like just a thing. I was like, yeah. That <laughs> was completely the opposite for me. I can't remember if I called you or messaged you, and I was like, you have to watch Wanda, like. Yeah. As soon as I need to talk to someone about this right now, because I, I've just watched this thing, something happens. I'm not going to tell you, but I have to talk to you. Um, because I was convinced that, like, with obviously with the like the Fox acquisition not being, you know, it's recent memory at that point. Mm-hmm. Were they just going straight in and just being like, here's just someone that like you know quite a well liked character from like those sort of like new uh, X Men movies. Um, let's see if we can sort of like shoehorn a couple of them in and maybe test the water and see how people feel about them. Um, but then it was just like, oh, it's, it's Ralph Boner who lives down the street. <laughs> what a fucking waste! You could have just got any fool to just be Ralph Boner. Are you kidding me? I, I, I'm, I am in the middle of like, because I, I agree. Like, I really, I mean, I really like Logan. Like, not my son. I mean, obviously, I really like my son, but. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, Six out of ten. I think Logan's like a is a fantastic film. It's by far the best of all the all the Fox Marvel movies. Um, but I I like the the new X Men cast the least. The better movies than the than the original uh, like Brian Singer ones. But I I prefer that cast of characters. Um, mm. But what I wanted them to do was like open it up to say for whatever reason whether it's to do with Wanda or whether it's to do with the snap or whatever here's some mutants 
and if yeah. if that if if the kind of like the the tester for that was one of my least favorite characters from the fox franchise so be it but mm. so when they did come out and go ah we're, we're fucking with you i was i was all right but i was still gutted because i was like you've had three opportunities now to put mutants <laughs> in here and you've had the the original snapping infinity war something could have happened there you had the snapping endgame and you had the events of going on with with wandavision all very explainable things as to why there's now suddenly mutants in the world and they went nah. yeah it's like unlimited power and multi-dimensions and whatever yeah. like that's that's as much of a open book to just write in whatever the hell you want to so i, I think it was just sort of it was a bit of a cock tease wandavision was to an extent because it was just like oh this is and then paul bentley's like oh yeah uh, you know, I'm, I'm acting against someone that I've always, yeah. you know, I've always wanted to be able to. And it's like, oh my god, is it Robert Downey Jr.? Is it going to be Chris yeah. Evans? Like, what's it going to be? And it's like, ah, oh, it's me. Yeah. Got you again. <laughs> it's just like what a bait and switch. Like yeah. every time. So, so Loki doesn't seem to be doing that. It actually seems to be delivering quite quickly on its, yeah. like, you know, on its build up. So it's not like, you know, episode two, and it's just like, um, I mean, it might even be the first one actually, where it's just like, oh, you know, what do you actually need me to do? We need you to hunt Loki, another version of you. And then it's not eight episodes just, you know, chasing some hooded character and always just being a bit too late. And then at the end, oh, my God, it's Lady Loki, or it's just it's Tom Hiddleston again. They just went bang straight in, next episode. This is who you're dealing with. Like They they just don't seem to be dealing with the... Pretty sure it's Enchantress. I think they've mixed it with, like, Enchantress. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That doesn't seem convinced. <laughs> not, not overly, no. no. But um, I do have a minor theory, like, after watching, like, where we're up to and Loki at the minute, is, like, I think they could use that and then Multiverse of Madness to introduce the mutants. Because isn't the thing going to make, like, branching timelines as soon as the all the yeah. different reality shades made? So you could easily just have one with mutants in and then Multiverse of Madness kicks off and then a few get pulled in. Well, especially as Loki seems to be like the TVA are operating in like all possible realities, time yeah. and space. Like that just seems to be like they just go to a place and then you know they'd be investigating some old battered down building, and then like they open a door and there's like Professor X's wheelchair in there or something yeah. like that. It doesn't mean anything. They just breeze on past it. Maybe it's a universe where Fox oh, were capable of making a solid film franchise. I don't even in the multiverse I don't think that exists. I just I just don't think it's possible. Infinity Stones or no, it's just it's undoable. But um, I don't know actually cuz Chris I don't know if we ever talked about this cuz I, I I will say for the record that with the majority of probably starting from like sort of Civil War maybe mm-hmm. like me and you have been to see like every Marvel release yeah, um, more or less uh probably except Captain Marvel cuz I think you'd already moved by that point haven't you? Um, uh, I don't know. I definitely saw it. I can try to remember saw where, it. where I see it and who I was with. <laughs> that Maybe I did. Been, I don't know. But, um, that could have been the last one. Oh, no, Endgame was probably the last one. Yeah, no, I think Endgame yeah. was, yeah, because I think you moved out that same year. Mm, yeah. But, um... I forgot where I was going with this now. What was <laughs> I saying? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You said I don't know if we thought about this, and then oh yeah, yeah. So I had I had a theory, right? So like in the you know this is the sort of the bubble universe of the MCU. There's the Infinity Stones. So mm. you know the, there's there's one set of Infinity Stones that exist within that universe, and when you've got all of those, you can control anything 
within that universe. Mm. But if there is a multiverse, which it hasn't technically been sort of confirmed one way or the other, it's obviously alluded to and then disproved in uh, Far From Home. Also in the title but, of the new Doctor Strange film. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, I suppose that's the biggest clue that we've had of anything. But um, so if you imagine that as like a bubble, so that's the, the normal MCU as it stands at the moment, and then the next bubble along, that has its own Infinity Stones and its own universe and its own stories or whatever. But if you ev- evaporated all life in existence within that universe, it wouldn't affect this other universe. Mm-hmm. So, what if, outside of these universes, something that maybe the TVA would be able to track down or have access to, there's a dimensional Infinity Stone? So, whilst the usual ones are like reality, power, space, time, whatever, mm-hmm. there's another one which is dimensional. Mm-hmm. So, like, that one, you can, whatever you, if you wanted to Thanos it and get rid of half the life in the universe, with that additional one, you could get rid of life in every conceivable universe. So, if you were on the hunt for something like that, that could just be literally an open key to get into any universe. Boom, there's your Fantastic Four. They were the only heroes in their version of Earth. Boom, here's the X-Men. Here's... Every, literally everything you could just pull from whichever mad property you want to. Blade, sure, let's get him in here as well. Mm-hmm. Like that, you wouldn't need any other explanation outside of now. There's a brand new, even more powerful, whatever. I like. It, so I yeah. think that would be a good way around it. Otherwise, you've got to create mutants. What? And like the point of mutants is like all the oppression and like mm-hmm. you know it's a huge allegory for like you know discrimination and uh, racism and whatever. So if you just go, oh, all of a sudden now there's mutants, like all of the struggle that they go through, all of that's gone. I, I think after watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there's almost a, like maybe a discussion to be had where like, do they need them to show that oppression? Because they already kind of did that with actual black people in Falcon oh, and the Winter Soldier. Right? That, is, that is my favourite storyline from that whole yeah. show, is the fact that there was like, yeah, there was a black Captain America, but because mm. he was black, we didn't do anything with him, yeah, and we man, just put him in prison. That, but that that final scene when he goes to the Smithsonian man just bawling like yeah, yeah. Like, oh so good there's some good themes through it it's just that it, it paid off what it was promising but it just it wasn't you know a huge bombastic whatever I, I think like like you know outside of like the um, like um, the Sam Wilson storyline I think the and um, and the John Walker stuff I think like the villains like I did the Flag Smashers I just kind of didn't didn't I didn't get it. We're not, we're not no, villains. I... We're doing this to save the world. Burn that building yeah. that's got civilians. Yeah. They... <laughs> yeah. Like, I just... It, they just didn't... It felt like it was... They were trying to do the sort of... Mm-hmm. What Marvel do fairly well, which is, you know, they want a villain with a story. You know, you mm-hmm. want to empathise yeah. with the villain. You want to understand, even though you don't agree with the methods necessarily. But I just didn't get... You can't with the Flag Smashers. They are, for for right or wrong reasons, the terrorists... And like when you've got like, even rewatching like I'm not a big fan of Black Panther. I don't think it's the the be all end all movie that everybody claims. I think it's a very good. I think it's a very good film, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. up there with with the with the best of them. But I was rewatching it again on Sunday, and um, seeing Killmonger's. This is the second time I've watched it. I'm watching it a second time round. I feel a bit more for him. Like mm. he's got he has got a reason to. To, to try and get back to Wakanda and like take over yeah, he's the got throne a, and everything. He's else. got a compelling story. Yeah, I'd say. I still so. don't think it rates him up there on IGN's list of 
fucking top villains and he ranked number three. And they're like, awful, get out of here. Fucking IGN. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, like, he's more, I'm more on his side than I was the Flag Smashers. They, yeah, I'd agree with that, they, yeah. They don't really have a reason. And if they wanted to help people, help people. You, yeah. you know, super soldiers, use your powers to, to be a, a team of Captain America's. Yeah, so instead of doing that, they just took the super soldier serum and then beat up the people, like the global relief people. Yeah. So it's basically <laughs> the equivalent of being Captain America and then battering the UN and NATO <laughs> and, like, the Red Cross. Yeah. And just be like, well, you can't, you know... Up you know, fair enough. There was this universal cataclysmic event, and half the life in the world, in the universe, just whoop, gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we all had five years dealing with that, and then everybody all of a sudden came back. That's a big change, <laughs> like an immediate, immediate change. Like everybody's half of everybody's gone, and then everyone's back again. Like, of course, there's going to be like relocations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like th- that's that's a reasonable thing. But to say, well, we'll just be super soldiers and kill everybody then. <laughs> That, that's not a reasonable response to try and fix that problem. And, like, it, if anything, all it showed is that with this, like with John Walker and the Flag Smashers all being super soldiers as well, all it showed is, is that Sam definitely does deserve to be Captain America yeah. because he's the only one out of all of these super-powered people that actually gets it. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, politicians, this is kind of your fault and you should be sorting it out rather than leaving it to children. Well, she's like, what, 20? Yeah, she was yeah. she was really young, I think. Yeah, not the person that you want to superpower up and let go on a killing spree, frankly. Yeah. But I think I think it was like the like the action in it was great. I think like the Bucky Sam stuff was amazing. Like their that chemistry was, was that was so good. Yeah, that really was. Um, Dancing. But I, I just think I just think Loki's just got it's got it, it, it's there's just something more compelling about it it feels like and i don't know if it's yeah yeah i i that i kind of get exactly what you mean with that like it's it's weird it's like a doctor who episode if like doctor who had like a quadrillion percent (laughs) increasing budget yeah but like it's like yeah let's go back in time let's get a mad alien apocalypses sure why not and then you've got like the charisma of owen wilson playing off against you know, this sort of, like, evil, rah, maniacal Loki who's then just getting... I love that, like, when he's just, like, oh, there's, like, a whole drawer full of Infinity Stones. So he's like, yeah. oh, so these are actually worth nothing here. Yeah. You guys, this is just, like, it's just that whole whole turning point for him where it's like, I, why was I scrabbling around in the dirt yeah. trying to get these Infinity Stones when they don't really mean yeah. dick? Yeah, how you see it, or you just heard that theory where, like, people think Loki's pocketed a couple. So he's with, um, what's her name, Lady Loki's? Him? Sylvia, Sylvia, Sylvia. Sylvia. Yeah, Sylvie. Sylvie um, like, or something, yeah. Yeah, so when, um, like, so they're like, oh, how is it going to get off? And Loki's just going to pull out some Infinity Stones and be like... But wouldn't they evaporate him, though? Oh, yeah, he wouldn't have a golden, would he? Oh, wait, no, if he has, like, one space yeah. stone, he could... Maybe. I think it's only all maybe. of Just, like... Or maybe, um... maybe by their powers combined or something. Like, Thanos has held one in his head. Well, no, because, like, individual stones, we've seen them just evaporate people immediately he'd just be able to bring his he's got his scepter hasn't he his no that was that contained an infinity stone he was given that by Thanos mm. yeah but couldn't he just take the tesseract out and uh, get, take the stone out and just put in the time one so he could just yeah. teleport I mean Ronin kind of did that he just sort of like just smushed it into the mm. side of a hammer That's and was like now it's a super yeah. hammer 
<laughs> I guess so, yeah. I mean, if if you were like, if you were at the TV, like, why would you trust him with that? Especially yeah. if you're taking him back into the field, <laughs> and he's just got a pocket full of Infinity Stones, right. and he's like, oh, right, okay, you're all dead. <laughs> yeah, like, instantly. Yeah, the biggest red flag is the fact that Owen Wilson is the character is even trusting Loki. Because <laughs> like, you're kind of like, you know, like, there's got to be something else going on here. Otherwise, he's just trusting Loki. Yeah, he's got he's to have some kind of... Mm, yeah. Some plan. He must have predicted that mm. he's going to do... He's the god of mischief. Mm. If you think he's going to play ball, then... You... Well, if, they, if they've if they gone through, like, they could just do the whole... Um, what they did in, what was it, Bloodshot? Where they were just like... Oh, we just keep on just like doing it again and again and again. So like every time he vanishes, we pick him up and then we just go back and get him again if he fails. So like you could just sort of wipe out what you've done before. I know that they they gave some sort of like hand wavy kind of reason of like why don't you just go back and kill him when they were a baby? And it's like oh, well, it's like nexus points or blah blah blah. It's basically it's like we just we can't just write a, like an infinite time force that can just do anything at any point because yeah, just fuck Thanos over straight away. Mm. This, 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 that would just be unlimited power then but I, I've i heard a couple of things about like the timekeepers not actually existing mm. like it's it's like it's, it's it's pure bureaucracy for bureaucracy's sake but like the sort of like the sacred timeline and these like magical creatures that like whatever they don't exist yeah, and this is just like how the TVA has to keep on functioning under the belief that it does I've heard that mm. and that it, it's a, a similar thing but it's this is the only timeline that the, the the TVA have got power in, and the other ones they they haven't got the power, which is why they want to keep mm. it as this one. Oh, I see. Right. So if there's because like the, those are the same sort of like branching timelines that the ancient one was on about in Endgame. Yeah. Well, then, the, surely then, if you've got um, Chris Evans knocking around putting time stones back and whatever in their sort of point in time. I'd say you could definitely get a Chris Evans cameo in this on the slide. Just him, like, just putting an Infinity Stone back and him and Loki just like, hey, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) Loki sees the hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if he sees him with that hammer, it's just going to be like, no, 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 I'm not not dealing dealing with this again, no. Um, Anyway, though. Yes. I'll stop you there because um, we've been talking about two things that we thought were going to be like 10 minutes each and we've just sort of gone off on one. <laughs> but um, I want to open up the floor a little bit to our wonderful guests. Chris, mm-hmm. again, thank you very much for, for coming. No problem. Um, but as previously mentioned, and I'm sure I've mentioned this on previous podcasts as well, uh, you work in the games industry. So mm-hmm. you've worked for Cloud Imperium Games. Yep. And you're working on uh, the endlessly pushed back and hypothesized Star Citizen, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know if you've played it recently. I have not, not recently. No. Um, I honestly can't tell the difference between playing it fairly recently, within, it's probably been three or four months ago, uh, and when I first asked you to move in, mm. which was probably about four or five years ago, I don't really notice any difference, honestly. So... Yeah. It's an incredibly big, like, uh, wonderful thought tank of a process of a building a game that could be amazing. Mm. Um, but potentially, sort of, if they don't actually do something with it soon, it's mm. going to get... It, no one's actually going to give a shit about it, which is a bit a bit of a shame, yeah. really. Um, but you also worked at Frontier mm-hmm. on uh, another game that I play quite a lot of, which is uh, Elite Dangerous, which is yeah. 
that is a great game, and I will mm-hmm. stand by that. And they've recently just... Have you seen the new updates that they've got for... Um, uh, they had, like, the Odyssey thing, but now there's, like, a, a first-person shooter mode oh, to it I as well. I didn't now. see that, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks pretty cool, actually. So you can, like... like There was, like, a whole sort of, like, you could, like, land rovers and stuff and drive around on planets mm-hmm. for a bit, because before it was all purely in space. Yeah, but now that's when like... I joined. I joined for the Planetary Landings expansion, and that's what I worked on. Right, okay, yeah. cool. Um, so, yeah, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your kind of time, your experience, you know, what it was like to kind of get into the industry. Was that your first job, leaving uni? Yeah, get... was, um, yeah so like, I went to university at Teesside um, and did um, game design to begin with because I wanted to be a designer. But when I didn't really understand what game designers did, was. I thought yeah. it was just, oh, you come up with cool ideas and then you get to make them, which is... <laughs> and then um and and on the courses look would have it the course i was doing we kind of the first year we did a bit of animation a bit of 3d art and a bit of design and i just found myself enjoying the 3d art modules more so i was just like yeah and then i also learned that entry level design jobs are like super hard to come by mm. so it's in an environment art jobs were just still not like not a dime a dozen but way more common and just like it's like self-preservation kicks it's like i want to become a three artist i think and then, <laughs> just, and then switched courses and then yeah they kind of didn't look back and then from there i applied to ubisoft reflections in newcastle because i was like hometown i was like i mean if i don't have to move far then that'd be great yeah. and then yeah. but i'm me and three friends applied there and then um so there's four were total and all those got jobs and i didn't and i was like that's it i'm I'm done. I'll never work in the industry. That's it. I'm the worst. And then a couple months later, Frontier were like, "Hey, do you wanna, do you wanna come with us?" I was like, "Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you very much." <laughs> oh, so you had done it? Oh no, no, sorry. Like I'm cutting a long story short, but I, I did it. I went to a recruiter and applied. And then right. Did okay. Yeah. I was, I was certainly not head on it. Frontier Union, Frontier knocking on your door. Yeah. And then. Um, so what did what just... did they uh, what did they do at Ubisoft then? Was it anything people would have heard of? Um, they were working on the division at the time. Hmm. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, yeah. we've got um, uh, a chap who's going to be on hopefully in the next couple of months or so. Um, who's um, th- th- this is the thing, and this is one of the things that I actually asked Todd when we had Todd on because he does a lot of interviews with different developers. Like, is it fairly typical that you know someone can come out of college or uni or whatever it is, kind of like you did? You know, I mean, obviously you've got. I don't know if you'd say you were lucky or not, but mm-hmm. you know, you you came out of education straight into like an existing established stable job you know working on a game that it's not just you know fucking mobile phone games where you're just sort of banging out 50 a day yeah. mm-hmm. um but you know in your experience and like a lot of the people that you've been working with is that the same kind of thing that that happened with them you know with, with it's just like a, a vacuum in the game industry for like talented people that just sucks them into great jobs straight away or is there like a lot of grind and a lot of build-up before they get the opportunity um... I think um, nowadays it's way more common. I think I think if you had a sport to someone, say, like before I joined the industry, like 20 years ago, it would have been a lot of grind and you kind of almost had to make your own jobs because the video games industry, in comparatively, is still in its like awkward teenage years. It's still really young. Yeah. like And um, so you kind of, people would like have to make games and then make their own studios and then finally get into the industry by knowing a guy who knows a guy. But now, like, the, I find the more established studios, the bigger studios, are hiring, like, posting for more junior roles. And it's because also AAA industry is becoming more and more specialized. Because games are getting so big, you need specialists. Hiring someone at a junior level, then you can kind of mold them to what you need them to be. And um, so really what you need is taking someone straight out of uni, 
all you need is someone who has the foundational skills and you know and like you know someone who's willing to like to learn more basically and I think that's a desirable thing. So these days, I, I, I still think there's always going to be grind and stuff because even there's the, there's probably about there's hundreds of applicants to like one role, so you're always going to get that. But it's a lot easier now than it used to be, for sure. And it also depends on the discipline as well. Some jobs are way more sought after than some disciplines are way more sought after than others, just because design's harder to get into because you don't need a lot of designers. You need no one too many cooks spotting the box. Yeah, I imagine with... like like character designers and things like that, and like. People mm-hmm. who just like design clothing and uniforms and stuff. Yeah. Once like, you've got um, one person doing that, mm-hmm. why would you need fifty others? Because that would literally be their mm-hmm. specialism, their focus for that whole project. That's Whereas exactly designing a planet, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, something like like flight simulator, for example, sake, mm-hmm. like the the new micro- Microsoft flight simulator. Like you would have teams of people whose jobs it is just to make make sure the buildings are the appropriate height. Mm-hmm. Or that they're not all just sort of like a flat surface, and then mm-hmm. you've got one person whose jobs it will just be to make sure that the rudders on the plane work properly, and that will be their job. I think it was like, um, I think it was Arkham Asylum. I think like it was one person or like a, a one team's job for like three years just to work on Batman's cape. Yeah, that was wouldn't surprise that was that's, just that's that important. Job. Like if you think about how much screen space that takes up, constantly it all the time. So you got to be yeah. that good. But, that's a lot of the. So that's the thing with a lot of new games. Like I remember complaining to you about the the Avengers, and uh, when you go to the jungle with Banner and um, um, Miss Marvel, and you got the waterfall, and it's just solid. I'm like, what fucking lazy design! <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate every I, every aspect of it. <laughs> They're playing again. Um, <laughs> but this, um, yeah, I mean, this. I, I think with it, do you reckon then it's easier to kind of start broad and kind of like just have like a big tool chest and then whenever you know you you are lucky enough to kind of get that role and you get into a company you kind of just set yourself apart by saying whatever you need me to do tell me and i will just work in that way from that point onwards i would say it it totally depends if you want to go indie you're better off being broad because you're probably gonna have to wear a lot of hats if you want to go triple a then you kind of have to be like when I say go broad. I, I don't mean go broad over di- over multiple disciplines. I mean go broad like in your own discipline. So, um, like for example, I do environment art. So, like you still, I still got to do like three D modeling and stuff like that. And then, yep. And so basically, learn those fund- foundational skills that all three D artists have. And then, um, and then you get specific when you make your portfolio. So, if you want to do environment art you make a, do a lot of environment art and then apply that way. Because if you have a portfolio that's, um, you know, like characters, environments, and there's a bit of drawing in there and then there's a bit of yeah. the effects and stuff, you're going to have another, like, someone else and then she's going to have, you know, just laser focused in on environments. She's going to have two environments and they're going to look amazing. And they're going to be like, well, we want an environment artist. We don't give a shit about that guy's characters. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I might have chose the wrong kind of word by, word by saying broad because um, like, it does imply just like kind of fun. No, I, I, I think I see what you mean. So it's <laughs> like your like your subject is very targeted, but your yeah. demonstration of that is like, much I'd more say, broad. I'd say I, I, I got it. <laughs> I know how to explain it. Oh, that. Right. Um, so I'd say when you're first starting out, if you don't know what you want to do, that's when you go broad and just try everything and you will latch on to something that you like and then just start to focus in. Then you just start saying like, okay, you 
I really enjoyed, you know, sculpting characters. And you're like, right, I probably want to be a character artist. Then you just laser in on that. Yeah. But on the flip side, if you want to be an indie developer, you've probably got to do everything for the first few years. Because, <laughs> you know, indies are, you know, notoriously poor for a, for a good long while, so they can't really hire a lot of people. That's, was that a consideration for you? Indie, I am, when I was um, first getting in, it was, because I was always just like, I want to do... You know, I want to like, I want to be in charge of everything. I want my own ideas. I want to have the creative freedom. And then I'm just like, oh, fuck, I'd have to do animation. Uh, <laughs> you just realise just how much extra work it. that comes along with it. Oh, yeah. well, because I always, I was found the trap of like letting my ideas run ahead and then just letting the the practicality of making a game fall to the wayside. And then when you sit yeah. down to do it, you're kind of like, I need to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I, for me, going AAA was. Um, just um, uh, a nicer solution for just the, for having work-life balance and stuff. But like, I got mad respect for people who can do indie though, because they they're like wizards and they have skills like are oh, just beyond. Because like, that's the thing, I'm so specialised now in environment art. Um, you know, I've had massive knowledge gaps in certain areas. I know yeah. my one thing, but indies will just be like, "No, nah, man, we just knock this game out and it's fine." <laughs> like, <laughs> I kind of see the benefits in just sort of mm-hmm. working in like a you know like a ten fifteen man team where you can just. Mm-hmm. Like ev- everyone's kind of in control of the whole, uh, you know, finished product. Yeah. Whereas you know, with some of these like you know huge, huge, huge games, they're like the studios across the world that are all working on the same thing, and it's that kind of as long as that communication works, and you know, when you've got a team that's in LA and you've got another one that's in Stockholm, mm-hmm. are they all working towards the same kind of goal? So when you are looking at like project leads for things like that, where you've got to mm-hmm. coordinate like hundreds and hundreds of people in different locations around the world, different time zones, different output. That isn't, that isn't the job I want. Yeah. It's, it can be, it can be difficult because like communication becomes so important because if one thing gets like, you know, lost in translation or, you know, just isn't communicated correctly, that could trickle down the line for like, you know, two, three weeks later, I comes back and people are like, what, what what's this? And then you just wasted so much time, which is so time much money. money. It, yeah. It's kind of like, like filming TV shows and stuff. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, we've got like one take to get it in. Like we, yeah. we've got location X for a certain amount of time. You, you've got to do it first time and then get the fuck mm-hmm. out as quickly as you can. Even yeah. if it's a bit slapdash, which... I suppose, like with, like again, like with the sort of the bigger companies, they it, there's not as much of a risk, I guess. But mm-hmm. you know, go back sort of like twenty, thirty years or so, mm-hmm. it was like project to project. That was your only income. So yeah. if you made something that failed, you were done. Yeah, yeah. it would just, it would just all ride on one big thing that would then just carry you through. But I think you're right though. Like I reckon that you, you know you probably wouldn't have to worry too much about oh shit, am I going to have a job in three months? Yeah. If this all of a sudden gets pulled, you know they'll distribute you and have you doing other things. Absolutely. Yeah, they're the benefits that like huge companies can offer. But at the same time, like, you know, like I've never worked for AE and stuff, but you hear about them just closing studios and things just just like that because that yeah. certain studio isn't profitable. So, you know, I think it, it's going to depend on the studio. And you can, I think in the UK and like Touchwood, I've found that studios do seem to be a bit nicer. No, I don't nice is the right word, <laughs> but it, feel, it feels a bit less... It feels, at least it feels from my perspective, a little bit less cutthroat. And just like, it, it, like it's a, a career yeah. rather than you're a tool to just hit mm-hmm. something with until it works or it doesn't. Yeah. Like, I've not heard head. many horror... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I get, I get the, um, like, I think with EA, because, like, the thing is, though, with, with something like EA, you know, they, they buy up all these, these companies, but at least all the, the IPs that they acquire, they do something with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, they don't. No, I was going to say. No, no, that's it. No, that's what they do. They buy it up and then just forget to do anything with it. it it's like, it's like they just buy it. It's like, no, no, the only games that are ever going to get made are the ones that we make. Mm-hmm. Like, no one else can have anything else that comes out. And if, so we'll buy you and we won't, like, well, kind of like what Microsoft is doing. Like, they're buying up studios and, you know, but they're doing the complete opposite. They're just oh, like, oh. we want to give you as much resource and talent as you can to kind of get that out the door. Now they mm. are. Like, they, I mean, they bought Rare up and um, a couple of others and that. I mean, Banjo-Kazooie, Conker, Perfect Dark, Fable, mm. all these all these big properties that they've done nothing with at all. Yeah. Um, it's only over the like the last three, four years where they've gone, ah, oh, we, we need some games, to be fair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to make it our own, though. Forget that. Like, no. Even Game Pass, they've got, um, they've got all the Banjo-Kazooies on there and Nuts and Bolts. Console only. Mm. On the console. But they've also got Rare Replay on there. Console only. But, but it's the same game. Like, why, why, why is that taking up six slots? We could have other games in there, but all, all the Banjo-Kazooie games they've got included are on Rare Replay. I imagine this, it's like weird licensing. No, it's just, it's just to buff it out. Some archaic con- they, contract they, or something. Like, I'm not too familiar with Banjo-Kazooie. Are they all like the same game, just different with some extras or something? Yeah, so you got like Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo, Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tootie, I think it's got, was this, uh, Banjo-Tootie was the second one, and then you got Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Nuts and Bolts is just a shit show of a game. So <laughs> they took like two of the best platforming games on the N64, and then Microsoft bought Rare. And then I remember the E3 where they showed it and it was like a HD version of Banjo and you're like, fuck! And then you see the world yeah. and you're like, wow! And then it's a racing game and you go, wait, what? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they completely ruined like the I think the first like 15 minutes is like platformy and then the rest of it's just you building your car to piss about in it. It's shit, I hate it. But um, yeah, I mean like the two platforming games are basically... Here's a better looking version of Mario 64, and then here's a sequel. That's, yeah. that's not it. They were very good, but um, in terms of design and stuff, it was just well made platform okay. games. Um, I still think one of the most egregious things I've seen recently, uh, fairly recently, in like in terms of like that sort of like corporate money grabby sort of thing was uh, do you see? Um, I think it was Warner Brothers trademark the Nemesis system from. Um, Shadow War, yeah. So no, like, and um, I think they now have like copyrighted that idea, so no other studio can do that style of thing, which in, in my mind is quite broad. And that's just, that is just blatant stifling of creativity because that you know what, system that... is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But do you job. know what it makes me think of though? Like, if they'd done the same thing with like the free flow combat from from Arkham. the Arkham series, mm-hmm. if they'd have gone. This this combat's brilliant. Like everyone, it's just seamless, and everyone gets it. Let's copyright that, and no one can ever do that type of combat again. Yeah. Like yeah. if if they missed a trick with that, and then this Nemesis system is like a big selling point for like Shadow of War, mm-hmm. and they go, well, no one else can do this though, so now it's just us. Yeah. Like I watched E3 this year, hoping that there'd be a Warner Brothers announcement of a third Shadow of Mordor game. Nothing. Yeah. So why copyright something? 
to not do anything with it. Purely so other people can't do it. Like that's bullshit. I can say it's it, it is like because it's just why because like, you just scared someone's going to come along and do it better than you. Like, is that it? But that's that's how progress works, though. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just it's that creativity. That's how we all get good. Like you know, gears. Imagine if Gears of War had a um, trademark like um, the over the shoulder camera like cover. There's only Gears games ever. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, well, that, that's what makes things better, though. Like, <clears throat> so you 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 make the Nemesis uh, system, <clears throat> X Studio comes across and makes their game version of it, and it's better. You make <clears throat> your new game, you make it better. Yeah. And so on and so forth, and that's yeah. just how yeah. how the world works. Like in in all, not just gaming, but like movies and everything else. Like, mm-hmm. imagine if somebody innovation. If um if some company like um oh, I can't remember the ILM they trademark CGI. So no, no other film could do CGI. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see the paperwork that would have to go along with that, but <laughs> no one could ever use computers in movie making again for yeah, the next hundred years until, <laughs> unless they come through ILM. I mean, it means that they'd all be of a very good quality, sure, but... Well, no, because they, they'd be the only ones doing it, so, like, once... Yeah, we get, like, one every two, three years. <laughs> they've got no competition, have they? That's like everyone's saying, like, oh, you should be able to play PlayStation games on your Xbox and on the Switch and everything mm-hmm. else. They should all be one. I think there's some things, though, that you probably wouldn't be able to copyright just, like, out of a sense of fair play. So, like, if, if Pixar had made Toy Story mm-hmm. and then said, right, a, a completely computer-generated <laughs> movie, mm-hmm. no one else, like, I, I think I don't think there's, like, a patent office or a copyright no, clerk or whoever would say... people to do it, though, would they? Yeah. What if, Toy Story was like the first computer-generated movie, like full feature-length movie, I think. I think it was the first feature-length movie. I don't think it was the first animated, like because like I think anything over twenty minutes is considered a a short, isn't it? Uh, well, the, do you know the first, the very first time? I, I, this is what I understand. I don't know if it's unless there's like some weird thing beforehand. But do you know the first time that like a, a a fully computer-generated scene was used in a movie. It was in Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Was it in like the seventies or something like that? Okay. Because there's like there's one. I thought it was in like a Sherlock Holmes thing. It was like a Sherlock Holmes movie with the stained glass man. Oh no, that's like uh, it's like the mirror thing oh, um, yeah. in the church. That, but that's that's like in Indiana Jones though as well. Yeah, it's the same I'm, kind of thing. I'm genuinely not sure though. I, just, I, I think, think I saw it on the corridor one time. Yeah, it was no, like, that, it was on... I, I've seen that. Yeah. It's like a weird glass polygon man, yeah, like an yeah, N64 yeah. character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Wrath of Khan. When did that come out? That was 1982. And there's like there's one little scene. Where there's like it's gone. It, the first use of CGI in a movie came in 1973 during a scene in Westworld. Oh, that's the uh, thermal vision. I wasn't like so. It, it does like a first-person view of like one of the robots, and you can like see someone uh, like walking behind like a flame because it's supposed to be like a, you know like predator vision. Mm. So it's but it's purely like blocks. Like you can oh. just about like see like the outline of a person. It's horrendous, but um, 
Yeah, they do this thing where they like they. It's like a, a picture of a, a moon, like a. He's like sort of camera like panning over a moon, and then like this missile hits it, and it like terraforms the planet and like turns it all lush and green with water and stuff. And that was completely computer generated, and like oh, it was yeah. some like groundbreaking thing. But imagine at that point, or like with that Sherlock Holmes thing or whatever, mm. um, and they just went right all computer generated stuff now. Like no one else can do it other than Paramount or whoever. Mm. I don't know. Cause that's, it, that stained glass window guys genuinely very good for the especially considering when it was done i was watching them um, i think it was corridor when they were talking about like um like how they made like some of the ghosts in the ghostbusters yeah, movies. Oh, yeah just, that was dope it, that was i think that was last week's i think I uh, yeah genius yeah yeah like i think a problem like that rather than just go we'll just make a cgi mush and just float it around or whatever they was like yeah we've got to like cut a hole out of the wall and like <laughs> oh it's just <laughs> brilliant very but yeah, I think I think you need to have that. Like, um, if you don't have the like people working against each other, mm-hmm. y- how's that going to drive anyone to be That's any better? I mean. like, if, if if people had gone down and gone like back in the day, whether it was Sega and Nintendo or whatever, Sony and Microsoft, regardless, and they just went, let's make a console together, you wouldn't have stuff like Game Pass and stuff now. Games would be yeah. six thousand pounds to buy. Them. <laughs> Maybe not quite <laughs> that much, but like. <laughs> I, I'd expect by this point it would be like one of those black mirror things that you just sort of put in your head and you just it'd be like an artificial reality thing in your own brain like That'd you're never going to get to something like that unless you've got huge conglomerates fighting against each other yeah. so I think that's a dick move I didn't know that about that nemesis yeah. thing but yeah. I think that's that's not good I, I can, just could you imagine I mean I know this, this analogy doesn't work 100% because it's also Warner Brothers that do Arkham but could you yeah. imagine a Batman game where there's no like traditional Batman villains and your super villains for your Batman are derived from that nemesis system yeah <laughs> like they the game like mad villainous Batman style attributes as the game progresses so you have your own unique rogues gallery yeah because you'd, you'd, you'd essentially create your own villains yeah there's no clever way of doing that though to like to try and make it so different from the nemesis system in the Shadow of War games mm-hmm. it would have to be because otherwise it would just be the same thing again it would be like some criminal that you beat the shit out of yeah, you know, exactly. come back a broken arm and, a... and then you and then you have a random selection of tragic stories why he was robbing that bank to like you know to pay for his child's college tuition or something because Gotham's a horrible place to live <laughs> well, <laughs> that side of it I think yeah. I'd much prefer that so like you know you stop a criminal and then that criminal he was stealing to like help mm. his children and then one of his children they they become the nemesis as like a result of actions taken like that sounds really cool yeah. rather than mm. just one individual that you kick the shit out of and then he's mm. come back for vengeance but like the whole beauty of like the nemesis thing in shadow of war was like you know you'd absolutely batter somebody cut the head off and throw him off a cliff and then they would still come back with like the head sewn back on yeah. and they're just absolutely fucking livid with you because you tried to kill him and threw him off a cliff like cool. it was brilliant i just I, I think that if you just use the exact same thing in like any warner brothers game it, it just you get boring mm. well no that's that think... that's where the the personalized like tragic backstory stuff mm. comes into play and i guess i don't know i think i think it would feel more personal in a batman game where you are you're not just going into fight like orcs and monsters and stuff you are saving people but in mm. a direct cause of you saving someone has created this villain yeah i think yeah, i, cause I, you I can, think it'd be very interesting because you can even do things with like collateral damage like if you're firing missiles and it just hits a building and you think nothing of it 
Yeah. And then, like, an hour or two later, like, you hear about, like, casualties and, like, someone survived and they've got, like, a burned face and shit. Like, they lost their house because <laughs> you blew the, blew the bank up yeah. and uh, <laughs> lost all their savings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you just yeah. ploughed through a bank in the Batmobile and, yeah, like, you used some sort of weird magnet gun and, like, erased everybody's credit cards. So now everyone was broke and <laughs> couldn't get new credit cards. Yeah. Like, so you just got like a mob after you. That'd be quite good. This new this new Batman game sounds fantastic. Are you are you working? I know <laughs> <laughs> they did this with the like the Gotham Knights thing. That would be a cool yeah, thing. Yeah, this is going to be so, so like, disappointing you... when we play that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't understand it. These enemies don't seem to be coming back to haunt me and trying to get vengeance. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, anyway, Cal, do you want to ask uh, Chris some questions, Bake? Because uh, I have taken over a little bit there and we need to wrap this up soon. No, it's, I mean, to be fair, you covered quite, quite a lot of it in terms of, like, um, get, what I was going to delve into was getting it. How did you get into the industry? But you you covered it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did this, mate. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Well, it's uh, no. I mean, obviously, obviously, we, there's there's certain stuff we can't we can't ask you mm. questions about and stuff. Or well, we can, and you could just tell us lies. Um, mm. <laughs> but um, no, is there anything like actually something that I did want to ask um, Todd? But I, I couldn't think of a way of phrasing it. Mm. But seeing as you're working more direct in like the the full like the, the design of the game stuff, like the backgrounds and stuff, is there mm. a game it like or a franchise that you wish? you would add part in making oh yeah um sandhill i would i like I, the thing is my favorite genre what? of game is yeah i would I, I don't know what, the, what the fuck's that sandhill 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 i think it's sandhill <laughs> what the fuck's that sandhill <laughs> it's just like yeah, just a, a constantly that makes way more sense yeah sorry i would love to um like i would love to like worked on silent hill and just because like horror is like my favorite genre that silent hill is my favorite game and um i would love for that just get like a just a good just a you know, not 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 a remaster, but just a full remake, like full on yeah. Resident Evil Two um, remake style, and I'd love to work on that. Or feeling that anything that's just really really scary, because <laughs> it's just <laughs> I, I, I love I love horror, like that, that genre of game, and I'd love to work on one, but I never have. I basically worked on like you know sci-fi, <laughs> well sci-fi sims. Very different. Well, this, yeah. <laughs> I do remember you telling me about like um, I think it was it was either Resi or Silent Hill. But you, mm. I remember you telling me that like the like the character designer. It was like it was uh, oh shit. I hope you know what I'm on about here because I'm gonna not be able to put this together very well. But like <laughs> when he was uh, making a character who would be a nurse, like mm. they would be it would be like a reflection of yeah. Something I, I can't. Yeah, there's something so, that um, is a really interesting the, theory, and I can't the, remember how to. The art director on that, and I, I think I think I'm pronouncing his name right. is Masahiro Ito, and he basically in the game, like the main character, um, like Silent Hill is just a manifestation of all his internal horrors, and every enemy has a looks the way they do for a certain reason, because brilliant pertaining to the the psycho like the psychosis or the the. the the fear or guilt or whatever emotion that character's play, the character has, and I love that as a concept. And then, very interesting. Uh, and to just like you know, even just breathe some of that into the environments as well would be would be dope. But yeah, but you know, a boy can dream. <laughs> I mean, don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean um, 
Hideo Kojima has kicked off the project for Silent Hill, so this is your chance to step uh, up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I really wish like Konami didn't have a hold of yeah. that that license. I don't it, know. Was we, a, we had that. Was, what was the like the oh Silent Hill? What oh, what was it called? Like the last one, Norman like, Reedus thing. No, 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 because that was like, like what PT was started out as, and then mm-hmm. came to nothing. But yeah, that's, um, it wasn't like a. Oh, no, no, that was Metal Gear. No, I'm thinking of Metal Gear. Sorry, sorry. No, um, <laughs> no. Do you know the the weird zombie Metal Gear thing? Surviving. Oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah, looked, yeah. With the fucking yeah, crystal gosh. horn thing. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Did you like? Yeah, no, uh, no, about that. Evil Within. I did. I enjoyed Evil I Within. Really, I really. I'm trying to get yeah. Dan to play it, and he won't because mm-hmm. he's a big girl. But do it. Uh, <laughs> like, do it. So good. I really <laughs> like. Cause I, I I really like horror games. Um, mm. I even liked Silent Hill 4, which is mm. very I enjoyed 4. Like, I really liked 4 was way better than Homecoming, I think. Oh, yeah, Homecoming was... Well. I, no. I bought Homecoming the day it came out, and mm. I took it back the same... I think I completed it, like, two days and took it back. Yeah. It's one of the very few games I've done that. But I yeah. thought um, down, Downpour was a good um, was a good shot as well yeah. from, like, uh, another... From a... Not, not another studio... Uh, they give it a good effort. I, I think. think it was a good kind of step back to the, how it used to mm. be. I just think it, it could have been could have been better, but uh, especially for like a handheld version as well. I think they did a mm. good job out on that. I think it was on the Vita. I think I believe. Um, I think you get downpour on the consoles. Mm. The Shadow Memories that came out on the Wii and the Vita. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. That's what I'm thinking mm. of. Yeah. I enjoy Chad's memories as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like Silent Hill. Mm. I, for for many years, I thought Silent Hill was better than Resident Evil. Um, mm. I like them. I liked them both, but yeah. I think Silent Hill was definitely yeah. scarier. Yeah, I I, I've got memories of like when I was a kid. Like my dad had it, but he had it on a high shelf, and I wasn't allowed to get it. I <laughs> up, steal it, put it on, then realize I'm too scared to play it. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, did you, um, like, obviously, as, as an environment artist, did you see the, um, I think it was the Unreal Engine 5 thing oh, yeah. that they showed at E3? Mm. Like, yeah, we, we were buzzing about it when we saw it. See, this is the thing, right? And I don't think that, like, because I, I see that account, I don't know if you would agree with this or not, but no. I, I see that and I think... <laughs> Go on. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, it just that looks like the like the technical detail like the the fact that it's just like these things that look so realistic and yet they use so little memory comparatively yeah like there's such a trade-off mm-hmm. like to me I, I i look at that and go wow what a, like what a technical achievement like that looks so realistic like probably you know we, we said the same thing 10 years ago you know when, yeah, when there's a gta out or whatever and you'd be like oh my god it's like real life but like for you as a developer, like it, like I, I was really interested by it, and I thought, wow, this is what a tool to have. Like this is going to shape how games look over the next ten years. Like, what's the what's the impact to to you? Like, what's your reaction to that? Something like that. Huge. Um, looking at it, like because um, generally, um, anything that can take away the barriers between art doing artists and artists doing art is a good thing. So, like you know. Currently, you have to think about, like, you know, technical limitations. You have to think about, like, you know, if I'm making this thing, you know, um, how do I optimize it for um, for real time? 
and stuff. And so any tools or like any advancements in tech that come out, that means I have to think less about that technical stuff and I can think more about the art, the yeah. better, because then everyone can just be, have a more like stream of consciousness stuff. So things like UE5 are great. Although I will say like with UE5, is um, it's all organic in that trailer. There's not much hard surface stuff going on. No, there's no like cool space sh- shuttles yeah. or spaceships or anything like that. Like, it's all like, it's, you can download the beta now and um, play with it. So I'm really like I've yet to crack it open, but I'm curious to like just get hands on with it and see what see what it's like. Yeah, I, I think it's um, like you look at it and it's it's like you know like when there's like a new digital camera or a new camera phone or something that comes out and it's just like you can take a picture and then like zoom right in and it's still yeah. perfectly clear. It just seemed to have that kind of impression. I like like the real time rendering of like light and like dust and then like light through dust. Yeah. And, and it just it, it's weird that like things like that, if that was a game, that that demo yeah. just sort of like running through that mm-hmm. the vast majority I'd say of people would not even pay attention. No. Yeah. Like they wouldn't see a beautiful horizon and go, God, how long did it take them to sort that out? It's yeah. just like, oh yeah, the sun's up, brilliant. Where's all the guns? Just... Yeah, <laughs> why, why are there any more zombies? Yeah, I'd say there was a really like um, I can't remember who it was, but there was someone um, was mentioned sort of really like, comparing video games and the um, and movies, and they said it's weird because the thing like the things that are really cheap to do in movies are really expensive to do in video games. So like dialogue and talking. Like animating a face and filming, uh, yeah. So I was gonna say, like, face, a, you get it a human face, yeah. Things that are super expensive in movies, like blowing up buildings and cutting off streets, you get for free in video games because you can just you don't have to rent <laughs> out a fit in New York to blow up a block. And um, but that's but that's like all the thing, like the things you don't think about. Like the, the less we can think about what we have to do, and we can just do it yeah. for free the better everyone will be. Because, like you said, the gamer's not thinking about, like, how long did it take to do that sunrise or, you know, this... Like, how much, how many iterations of this building were made before it actually got in? They just think about the end result. So the sooner we can bridge that gap and developers can just go, bang, do this, do that, do this, do that, the, the better. That's why I like so do a, you... a lot of games that have, like... Oh, sorry, man. So, no, I was just going to say, like, um, like, playing Days Gone and stuff a lot at the moment, mm. and... It's stuff like Days Gone, Horizon, um, Last of Us, uh, stuff like that, um, where you, you've got like the options for like photo mode, and you can mm. like move the camera around. You get some really nice shots and stuff. And like I like I like doing a lot of artwork and stuff. And mm. it's I don't know whether that's one of the reasons why, but I like I do like to just especially in Days Gone, you're driving around, and you see a sunset, and you just stop and you go, "Wow, that looks so yeah. fucking pretty." Mm-hmm. But then. You just drive off on your bike because you're getting chased by zombies. But yeah. <laughs> but there's a, there's a lot of games where like I'll I will just stop what I'm doing and just be like, man, that looks that looks fucking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, um, Ghost of Tsushima. Is it oh, yeah. Tsushima? Like that game, God, that was, was gorgeous. Yeah. Every moment. But I think Photo Mode's really good for just encouraging people to like. Well, Photo Mode's like an artist wet dream because you're just like, oh look, they're looking at it. They're taking a picture of my rock. <laughs> But is, is that is that what's the what's the rewarding side of it then? Is it the fact that someone's so let's say you've designed a rock or a, a building in a game and someone's walked past and gone, Christ, look at that building! Look out, that looks like a real building, or like that's a, what an interesting architectural design or whatever. Is it more rewarding to know that like an entire environment that you may have designed and created and drawn, like the fact that it, it's 
so kind of like realistic that people don't even think about going, oh, this looks weird, doesn't it? Or that's a bit janky. Or, oh, look how much effort they put into this. It, like, is it better that they just, they completely tunnel vision and they just take it as read that that's the actual environment that they are in? Or if they stopped and looked at every panel and was just like, oh my God, look um, at this. Oh my I, God, look at that. I think it depends what you're going for. Because if you're going for like hyper-realism, you kind of just want full immersion they, and if anything, they're going to stop for a while and be like, oh my god, this is gorgeous, and then just get sucked into the game and carry on and play as normal. But if you've got something super stylized, like, um, I can't think of any stylized games now. Um, what's that <laughs> recent one? Um, Deathloop? That's got like a style okay. to it. And if I, if, I, if I did that, I'd want people to be like, this is fucking cool, and I'd want them to appreciate <laughs> that and like, um, get immersed in that way. But for me personally, the, the, the reward always comes from... Um, the harmony between disciplines, like you know, it's like it's not like the, the environment I make is as a piece. But then once I see the audio come in and then VFX come in and add like dust and whatever, and then you put the characters in the environment and stuff, and then the you know you overlay the music and all that, and then once you see the final product, and you're like, okay, this is cool because it's really there's this moment where everything comes together, and that's the really cool bit when you realise you made a game. So, you know, alternatively, I suppose you've also had, not you specifically, but you've mm. also got that where you're, you're watching it all get put together and you just go, oh, mm. no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking scary sometimes because you're like, this, look, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then, like, you know, like, you um, you know, a little bit before release, you're just like, okay, there it is, right? Yeah. And then, and then you still got a, you still got the panic because you're like, okay, I think it looks all right. What is the public? Thing? Yeah, what's that? You QA yeah. testers and stuff. Well, if you actually, if you, um, have you like followed a project, not necessarily from the start, but have you been there at a release of a project um, that you've worked so on? So I've, I the planetary landings. Um, I wasn't there at the release, but I did work on it. And um, yep. and annoyingly, then working on Star Citizen for so long. Um, I was on Squadron Forty Two for Star Citizen, so um, people, the stuff I worked on, people aren't even playing in the. Um, no, they're not. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> there's a very loyal following for Star Citizen. They are loyal. There is, but for the love of God, deliver. I'm fit. Uh, not my problem now. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just it's 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 weird that like a game that's got so many. Sorry, I, I am paying attention by the way, I, but I've just noticed the time, always. and I'm ordering my dinner at the same time. So apologies. But um, like with with they've got like the Star Citizen conventions, and they've got like these enormous ships that you can purchase for way too much, frankly. Yeah, um, it, it's weird that there's there's games like that where this doesn't actually exist as a mm. like a real playable experience as of yet, and yet it's still got people that um, you know play the absolute loving shit out of it, and will mm. go to these conventions and spend huge amounts of money, and then yeah. you get something like Cyberpunk. Where you know it's it, it is a full game, <laughs> yeah, not in its best form, obviously, mm. um, and yet people, you know, they're trying to hang them out to dry mm. because of you know yeah. how dare you make some. It's just weird that there's someone who happily go, I'll I'll buy a base game and I'll spend three hundred quid on a ship that I can fly in like one environment and that's it, and they're happy with that. And yet, when there's a full release and it's not quite up to the, the either the hype from the media or like people's personal expectations or whatever, and they just sort of like kill them all, fucking useless cunts, a lot of them. I mean, I there's definitely a risk. 
uh, th- there's definitely a risk to like any sort of like you know like open development like you know I mean like, Cyberpunk wasn't really like a full open development but they did you know d- it was in development for that long they seeded so much information and you know and then never tried to curb expectation yeah because that's just because that would just be like bad marketing and then and on and on this, this in a similar not so similar vein like Star Citizen is you know completely open development where they're trying to like show everything what's and all which you know garners some trust but at the same time when it goes on for as long as it has some people can be like well we're seeing it why is this not done you said this would be done by this time why is this not done and then before you know it you've got like you know a million managers <laughs> why isn't this done on time why have you done this like but then that is the case of like people cracking the whip on one specific section and that, again it goes back to communication like if if everyone's not work, working at the same pace towards the yeah. same goal, like I, I think everyone, at least reasonable people, shall we say, are all very much on the same page that if they go, I don't care how long it takes you, as long as what you're promising gets delivered. Yeah. As long as that incredible, oh my god, look at this, it's like another world thing. If it takes you ten years to do that, fill your fucking boots, yeah. mate. Yeah, that's why I'm always a fan of when games just are like you know like you don't hear anything then bang there's a trailer the trailer looks amazing and they're like and it's out in six months yeah and you're like because you know if it's out in six months they're just they've already got it like they're just polishing and making everything yeah. all good so you know you're probably going to get closer to what you want like rather than be like hey here's a like a, a cinematic trailer and it's out in five years you're like i don't know what the fuck this is going to be and I'm like, <laughs> sonic 06 starfield yeah <laughs> yeah bastards <laughs> yeah <laughs> obviously we'll wrap it up very briefly but um there was um i can't remember the name of the guy but he's been snapped up uh, like it's only a small studio and he put a teaser thing out and everyone um assumed it was silent hill that he was working on and this is like last week this was and um but he didn't correct anyone and then it's just okay. to the point now, and now it's just like, <laughs> by the way, it's not Silent Hill. Oh, like, so now we've got to make a Silent Hill yeah. game because you all <laughs> thought that it did. Oh, right, okay. It's just like, but it's not. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but is it Silent Hill? Like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> they basically just used this as, like, free advertisement for people to be, like, talking about this game. Um, and then now it's getting close to release. And everyone's like, mm. hey, this isn't Silent Hill. And he's like, I didn't say it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, oh, man, like, I'm, sure it's so- like, I'm sure it's Sony that picked him up. I'm sure it was. Mm. Could be wrong on that, though. Well, wasn't that, like, I could be wrong, but wasn't that how the Resi 2 remake started? Like, some fans did a, like, a fan project, yeah, and then Capcom were like, they? yeah, they're like, this is good, let's do this. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting mm. you say that, because uh, me and Cal recorded a, a video the other day in... Far Cry 5 in the oh, okay. uh, arcade editor for Far Cry 5 someone has remade the entirety of Goldeneye the N64 Goldeneye oh, wow. like using every Ubisoft assets and made every level from the game That's cool. um, and we played damn facility and runway mm-hmm. in like one sort of like kind of block of, of filming um, and then there was the week that we don't record which was last week and during that week uh, MGM, uh, MGM issued a takedown order and they're all gone. Oh, what? Why? See, because it's too close to their property. But this oh, is, that's I don't understand though, because all of the assets belong to Ubisoft. All of them. Mm. There's not a single thing in it. And it, the levels aren't even called. I mean, the levels have got the same mm. name, like Damn. 
whatever. But yeah, but you, you can't know. copyright the word damn. That's what I mean. Yeah. There's nothing to do with Goldeneye, and it's not even called Goldeneye. It's called Perfect yeah, it's not like the guys. You know, you get a fucking like odd job running around, and you're like no. trying to shoot. Yeah, them, exactly. Like, There's no like yeah. Bond assets, so like the weapons are all Far Cry weapons. The name of like the weapon sets was probably the closest thing with like Double O Agent Double O Seven, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was like Golden Space I mm-hmm. and like the thing. But I, I to just say this is too close to our thing, so therefore you need to take it down. Why? Surely that would be the sort of go. Oh, okay. Well, we're not doing anything with a Golden Eye property at the moment, nor have we done for twenty years or longer than that now. Um. So, you know, the fact that people are still loving this game and that they still want to make their own mm. things in other games so people can it's play a, it's our game like that. It's effective rogue agent. <laughs> <laughs> when they're trying to pull it back on principle, yeah. yeah. They're like, we but, uh, it's this golden eye remaster, so here it is. <laughs> but you, you're going to wait for us to do it. You're going to wait yeah. for our time, and that's in 2048, when, yeah. you know, you can actually play. It. It so yeah, it would be, yeah. Really good. It, really, it, really it really good. was, and that's the thing. There was clearly so much effort that was put into, like, literally, like, the layout and everything that you could replicate, they did. Um, and then for all of that hard work to just be like, no, four, that's it, done. It was, I think it was three or four years and, like, 140-something thousand hours. Oh, we put oh, in. That's oh. such a shame. But yeah. what I did here, um, I can't remember if I saw it on Twitter or on Reddit, I can't remember, Um he is going to be he's allowed to, Ubisoft said he can re-upload them again but he's got to change the names and stuff hmm. so potentially okay. well, that's okay so it's not a complete waste of all that time but, but well, that's right. something that's at least open MGM will come down and go no <laughs> we told you yeah. no <laughs> you can't even say the words golden eye without paying us money <laughs> golden balls golden balls yeah and Jasper Carrot's like no you can't <laughs> Yes, what a reference! Everybody yeah. likes it. <laughs> Good lord! What well, that's that's though. something that all of our listeners in Algeria and Botswana <laughs> and wherever else in the world—they ain't going to know I what mean, gold balls and just the camera is. If they want to see some absolute brutality, they should go on YouTube and look at to watch a, a few games of golden balls because that shit <laughs> is brutal. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though. Speaking of YouTube and social media and stuff, Chris, is there anywhere that uh, people, if they wanted to hire you? Or just have a look at some of the work you've done. Have you got a website? Have you got social medias and all that? Um, Not personal ones, obviously, but um, professional. I, I don't, actually. I don't think, I have very little Gentle online man. presence. Like, I have, like, a, I have like a personal portfolio that I keep private and then give to employers. But but the thing I have, the reason is because I went on Starsen so long, I can't put anything online. So I've, oh, got very, like, yeah. I've got very little to show, so I just keep... It's like, like you've been working yeah. for the CIA for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what have you been doing? I can't tell you. Yeah, it's, it's, all... it's, it's way less cool. The fun thing was when we went into like um, lockdown and I had, so I had to start working from home, I had to like, go to my girlfriend and be like, could you sign this, please? <laughs> so she, so she had to sign an NDA as yeah, well? Yeah, so she can't look over my shoulder <laughs> and see what I'm doing. Holy shit. What, so she's just tweeting IGN and like variety <laughs> of Screenshots of me being like, no. <laughs> but it's all like it's all like weird wireframe stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that would be on the assumption that she firstly understand what the hell it was, <laughs> or if you told anyone about it, that they would understand what it was either. Mm. It doesn't take long for it to put things together. 
Yeah, I think the internet is a, an amazing beast. They will figure it out. The, the, collect, the hive mind is so much smarter than any any of us. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You need to speak for yourself, clearly. But no, um, that's that's all I've got. And um, obviously, I know you want to have some food, Dan. And I do need to. Well, it's on. It's uh, the currently the restaurant is preparing my order. <laughs> so the only reason I've done this during a podcast, which is not professional, is firstly because I know Chris quite well, so he doesn't really give a shit. But secondly, they close in two minutes, yeah. and it was either <laughs> that or I don't eat tonight. My only pain is that you haven't came in and be like, Chris, I've got a takeaway. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I've tried to be good during lockdown. I haven't been um, ordering nearly as many takeaways as we used to get. Uh, I've been the opposite. <laughs> oh, really? You know, the monstrous year. <laughs> Are you looking pretty, pretty trim though? You've been working. Oh out? no, no, no! The belly is hidden; like it's underneath. The, the, oh, the, is that a strategic uh, position yeah. camera? Right. Okay, and and yeah. black is slimming. Like it's all. all, it's all <laughs> if you take that t-shirt off, do you just send it to Jabba the Hutt, and he just pretty much. <laughs> oh, oh god. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, uh, when the world somewhat returns back to normal, if you've managed to get yourself back down to Manchester, mm-hmm. we'll go out and we'll do a, a do a beer or something. Oh yeah. No, definitely. Do I, do I want to come do back to Manchester. Beer. I do miss it. <laughs> we'll do a beer. That's what kids say, right? We'll do a yeah. beer together. Don't think so. <laughs> I, I'm just used to them hearing. I say, "Oh, we'll just do a line." Mm. So you can't, you can't just, so just... sit with stuff. Oh, we'll just do a. Oh, okay. We'll do a Mario Kart. Um, I'll go, we'll do, do a. Want to come round and do a sex? <laughs> do one of them golden eyes. <laughs> do a golden <laughs> eye. We'll do a yeah. golden balls. It's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but um, I think that will uh, I think that will do, mate. Because yeah. my food's on cool. the way, and I'm very excited. But Chris, thank you again. Thank you very much for coming on. It's an absolute pleasure, pleasure. to uh, have you for the whole shebang. Um, yeah, I'm sure. To be fair, if we if we find a gap, because like I say, we I won't go into too much detail just in case it all kind of falls through, which mm-hmm. isn't likely at this point. But we do have someone uh, coming up, hopefully in the next couple of podcasts or so. Um, very exciting guest. So um, with that Todd and you uh, we're kind of trying to get some more kind of you know people from that side of the uh, the industry to, to kind yeah. of join us so it's not just us talking at people I guess um, so yeah absolutely if there's any kind of like uh, cool things that have been announced that you want to talk about maybe then absolutely feel free to, to jump back on and if you get yourself game pass mate <laughs> we've got a lot of games to play then got a lot of games to play I will get it. I will. I, pr- I promise you, I will get Game Pass. I will do it. Right, okay, it's, sure. It's, it's on the internet now for everyone to see. Yeah, it's yeah. a historical <laughs> record. <laughs> 10 o'clock, 29th of June. Head That's over, it. Head over to uh, podcastvsplay.com. There's some links to the show, socials, and we will uh, we will show you if he has indeed got Game Pass. If he <laughs> hasn't, you can find him, and we'll leak all the NDA stuff we weren't allowed to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that portfolio that's been hiding away on the internet. Yeah, we'll dig it up. Yeah. <laughs> you won't find much. <laughs> Fine. It's, uh, it's an empty threat anyway, don't worry. Nah, we wouldn't. We're good boys, and it seems a yeah. lot of effort. So. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you thank you very much uh, for joining us always welcome back again very nice meeting you and mm-hmm. thank you for joining us and uh, listening um, if you want to check out more head over to podcastversusplayer.com um, obviously all the previous podcasts on there video cast spoiler cast um, Dan just broke his arm and it's in a cast I don't know what other podcasts we've done is that a threat? 
Because haven't. Maybe. Well, I'm just dishing them all out now. Fuck it. Thanks. <laughs> Threats all Is this because I ordered food in the middle of a podcast? Yeah, you didn't order me anything. <laughs> You're going to break my knees. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, we had a, uh, some more reviews gone up this week. Um, uh, well, technically last week, but I think uh, I think I published them yesterday. I can't remember now. Um, part one of our GoldenEye um, aforementioned show that we did the other day. Um, second part will be out tomorrow. As of this recording, um, we got some Sea of Thieves. That's all yep. done in it. Is it convinced Cal that's convinced uh, coming Cal. up as well? Um, yep. We got lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. This week has been very productive. Last not week. your actual job, but for oh, no, I got fired yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> no. now you got all the time in the world. It's fine. <laughs> no, I've just been. I've just been bash, 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 bash. I'm very good. Bashing one out. Yeah, I've just been bashing one out. <laughs> Yeah. What anyway, else are you going to do with that anyway, job? I've got to go. Um, thank you again for joining us. Dan, enjoy your food. And we'll see you all on the Goodbye. next one. Bye. I will indeed. Bye. <laughs>